0: Welcome back to Quick Bits for the week of July 31st through August 4th. This week, I covered that Bananas Lizzo lawsuit, Mr. Beast suing Beast Burger, and the Koberger alibi issues, among other things. Let's break it down. I'm legal analyst Emily D. Baker. This is the Quick Bits, where I break down just the main points of the pop culture and entertainment cases I'm currently covering on YouTube and the Emily Show podcast. Let's get into it. First, there was a in-court, by Zoom, hearing in the Rust case that is still proceeding against the armorer, Hannah Gutierrez. That hearing, I think, really determined what happened later in the week because the judge was not having the defense's motions to dismiss. Those motions were denied, and it set things rolling for the motion that came in on Friday, wherein Hannah Gutierrez waived her right to a preliminary hearing. I know. There's not going to be a preliminary hearing in Rust. This was set aside for over a week of court time that was supposed to start next week. So we're not going to see the witnesses. We're not going to see the evidence. I think the case against Hannah Gutierrez in the Rust case will be settling. Baldwin's already been dismissed. I think we're just about to see the end of the Rust criminal prosecutions. On Tuesday, I talked about the Koberger alibi issues. The prosecution raised motion saying, excuse me, Your Honor, they didn't do their assignment. That is not an alibi disclosure. What is even happening? And asking the court to force Koberger's attorneys to either abandon an alibi defense or provide the information that is required under the state law. With regard to what's required, it is any witnesses, any witness reports, any evidence that they're going to bring forward to show that Koberger was not at the 1122 King Road address at the time of the murders. And I will be covering next week the response, but you're going to get a sneak preview. Yeah, Koberger's attorney said he was out driving. Sometimes he goes driving late at night. That's a, uh, it wasn't me defense, but that's not exactly an alibi defense as defined by state law that encompasses where you were, and who was with you. Instead, Koberger's attorney said, quote, Mr. Koberger has long had a habit of going for drives alone. Often he would go for drives at night. He did so late on November 12th and into November 13th, 2022. Mr. Koberger is not claiming to be at a specific location at a specific time. At this time, there is not a specific witness to say precisely where Mr. Koberger was at each moment of the hours between the late night of November 12th, 2022 and the early morning of November 13th, 2022. He was out driving during the late night and early morning hours of November 12th and 13th. Well, we'll see if police pull all of the data off of Koberger's car the way they did in the Murdoch case. It took me an entire stream to break down the Lizzo lawsuit. It is over 44 pages. It has a lot of information, not all of it applicable to the claims being brought. The claims I think are strongest are the false imprisonment the assault claim, and some of the sexual harassment hostile work environment claims. There are other claims in this civil cause of action. Of course, we saw other former dancers and employees of Lizzo come out supporting this lawsuit, saying that it echoed their experience with Lizzo. We saw Lizzo come out and say that these are salacious, false allegations, but then not really specifically denying the allegations either. I am left with a few questions. One This got provided to the media before it went through the public court system, a few days before it went through the public court system. So clearly there is a strong publicity play here. But do the dancers' employment contracts have arbitration clauses, choice of law provisions? Are there things that are going to push this back out of the public eye into arbitration? And if so, this case will get resolved outside of the public court system, and we probably won't know what happens to it from here. I'm very interested to see how the answer goes down in court. But with all of that, we also saw Lizzo hiring famous Hollywood fixer attorney, Marty Singer. Ultimately, the Lizzo lawsuit is an employment lawsuit. Not all of the allegations in it go directly to the claims or are actionable to the claims, but the dancers set forth their perception and their allegations that this was a hostile, over-sexualized work environment. They were subjected to things against their will because they felt that they could not say no. And at the end of the day, one of them was fired and then detained in a room until she allowed her personal phone to be searched by security, which is going to be a very big problem. Speaking of celebrity lawsuits, Mr. Beast is suing Beast Burger kind of. He's suing the company that helped him set up the ghost kitchens that he used in 2020 to initially set up Beast Burger. Beast Burger now has one in-person location in the Mall of America, and the rest are run through ghost kitchens. And what we learned in the chat is that some of you have Beast Burger ghost kitchens near you that are run out of a Red Robin or similar restaurant and have had a very good experience. Some of you have Beast Burger Ghost Kitchens near you that are run out of 7-Eleven and other convenience store or gas station type locations, and you have not had a great experience. And that is echoed in this lawsuit where Mr. Beast is alleging the company he partnered with is not protecting his brand reputation, asking the court to allow him out of this contract, and alleging that for the three years that Mr. Beast Burger has been running, he has never been paid for this venture, even though the fee split is very well set up. Now, the company that he works with came out and said this is a play for greed with Mr. Beast and that they are going to be countersuing him. Let me tell you, proceed with caution in watching my coverage of this lawsuit. There are a lot of photos of people receiving fried chicken sandwiches with raw chicken. Yep, raw, raw chicken the quality issues are absolutely well documented. How this will proceed through court, we will see. And speaking of food lawsuits with interesting photos, I covered the Taco Bell Crunch Wrap lawsuit that indicates that Taco Bell is falsely advertising to the public because what they show in the pictures and what you get in the box are two different things and arguing about the crunch wrap and the Mexican pizza. If this lawsuit gets the Mexican pizza taken off the menu, I think we should all sue for intentional infliction of emotional distress. It took forever for it to come back on the menu. That's just my opinion. But this lawsuit uses a lot of pictures of customers that have received less than desirous Crunchwrap Supremes and Mexican pizzas. What's interesting to me here is that these photos do not come from the plaintiff in these cases. Some of these photos come from reporting from Insider. Some of them are pulled off of Reddit. So while I give reporters a hard time for just scrolling through Twitter and grabbing things off of it and making that into a story, These attorneys have scrolled through Reddit, grabbed some photos and a plaintiff, and made this into a federal lawsuit against Taco Bell. We'll see how this one shakes out. But this lawsuit was just filed on July 31st, so it's going to take a while for us to see how this one shakes out. I imagine the next thing that's happening is going to be a motion to dismiss. Speaking of reporters, on the podcast this week, I had a deep dive conversation with Mandy Matney. You may know her from being the host of the Murdoch Murders podcast. She also hosts the True Sunlight podcast, which is the rebrand of Murdaugh Murders and Cup of Justice, and really dives into stories of corruption that aren't getting the attention that they should be getting in the national media. We had a great conversation about independent reporting, about the pressures reporters are under to drive clicks and views, and maybe why reporting today is how we see it, where all of the headlines kind of jump on a trending topic and everybody's rehashing the same information and why that may be. So for a deep dive into what reporters are facing and the potential future of reporting and the media as we know it, that podcast is where you want to go. And with all of that, if you want to stay in the loop of what I'm covering next week, because we have a lot of topics to get to, including this Leah Remini Scientology lawsuit, you need to sign up for LawNerdAlert.com. Our alert is our weekly email that goes out and lets you know when I'm streaming and if I am on other channels, other content, um, talking to Court TV or whatever. So if you want to do that, we keep your emails private. This is just so I can let you know when and where I'm streaming, when schedules do change. So Go sign up for LawNerdAlert.com. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a LawNerd. And that was the Quick Bits. For deep dives into the stories that I covered here, you can find them on my YouTube channel at The Emily D. Baker and The Emily Show Podcast. I stream every Tuesday and Thursday. The podcast goes live on Wednesdays. And if you want more LawNerd community, come join us at LawNerdsUnite.com.